Hey there, Dustin. Hey, Steve. What's up? Not much, just uh, just recovering. We uh, had a a weekend, or weekend, see, I'm all, I can't even talk tonight. We had a wedding out of state this weekend. We were in uh, Cleveland uh, for Cleveland wedding. Awesome. How was that? Uh, it was it was really good. It was really good. It gave us a chance. We have some friends in the area. It gave us some some time to see them. Um, and the couple we photographed, it was they were just really great. And always excites me to have couples like that. How about you? What'd you guys do? We had a double header this weekend. Double header. Thought I was the only one crazy enough to do double headers. Well, Jen and I do double headers as long as we can uh, get a Friday wedding and a Sunday wedding or whatever. Wait, you had a Friday and a Sunday wedding? No, no, it was a Saturday was wedding and a Sunday wedding. We have that done would be a Thursday wedding and then a Saturday wedding and a Sunday wedding before one time. That was pretty hectic and crazy, but at least it wasn't Friday, Saturday, Sunday like you did. Yeah, done. Every year we at least have one triple header. I don't think that's a baseball term. Double header, definitely. Triple header? That's because it's a wedding term, Stephen. I don't think such a thing exists. What are you uh what are you drinking? What's passing over those cool lips of yours? Well, Dustin, tonight I'm drinking a founder's porter called the Dark Rich and Sexy. Uh, my wife's parents bought it for me as a birthday gift. Just now getting around Man. to drinking it. And I think it was their subtle way of saying, we wish our daughter had married somebody more like this beer. I see. I take it as I'm convinced that everyone in your family thinks you're an alcoholic. And their Spit it out. thing on this podcast is everyone gets you beer for your birthday. <laughs> Just two people, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law until next week's episode where you get a beer from someone else (laughs) next week's episode hopefully i will be finally getting around to drinking my favorite beer from scarlet lane the eric blood axe that i told you about last week a great indiana beer for a great indiana man like steve van elk that beer you know yeah yeah I'm excited about that one. I'm drinking a a little little taste of California, even though I think this particular one is brewed in Chicago now, uh, because they got a new brewery up there. Spit it out. It is a little Lagunitas. Ooh, you can see with a little little accent, a little little Lagunitas. Is that the little some some? Little some some. It's the only one you drink, man. That is a nice Lagunitas. Lager. Is it a lager? Yeah. Oh, well. They make, uh, according to all their podcast commercials, they make curious ales and lagers. This is an ale, I think. Ooh. Been a while since I've had a little something-something. Isn't it like uh, 6.9% ABV? I should not have asked you that question. I should have known there'd be no way that you would know the answer. 7.9%. 7.5% alcohol by volume. 7.5%? Dustin, you're getting drunk tonight. This podcast is going off the chain. Yeah. Uh, so before we jump into it, guys and girls of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, 
Um, being that this podcast is primarily focused on wedding photography and the cure for it uh, by Stephen and I's sultry tones to uplift you and take you to the next place from your hangover position post Saturday wedding. Um, and one of those, one of those key cures that I wanted to talk a little bit about today is the new queso at Chipotle. That is not a cure. I cannot believe you made me try that. I I just had to know your thoughts, Stephen, and I appreciate your enthusiasm. My enthusiasm? My outrage? For running out to Chipotle today oh, just gosh. to try some queso so that we could talk about it. Tonight. I did, just, just for you, Dustin. Just for you, I, I decided to clog my arteries with cheese soup. so it sounds like our opinions are pretty similar about this case it is the worst queso i have ever tried at any mexican tex mexican restaurant in the world yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) it's like they took cheese soup and they let the cheese curdle inside the soup and then they served it and they're like wait real quick before it goes out Let's uh, throw throw a little pepper on that. <laughs> I, I thought I had the only, if I had to give positives, um, which I know Steve's answer would be, no, no, Dustin, you do not have to give positives. You don't, because the texture was bad, the taste was bad, and the mouthfeel, throat feel was bad. I'm going to guess the diarrhea tomorrow will be bad, too. <laughs> the, so all of, those, all of those opinions are correct. So you had diarrhea today, that's what you're trying to tell me? Because you ate Chipotle yesterday, I ate Chipotle today, I'm looking at my future when I look at Dustin. Are you sitting on a toilet right now? No, I wish I was. Um, (laughs) That bad. Ouch. But no, I was going to say the, I liked the level of spice. Um, If we're going to get critical. I would agree with you on that. The level of spice was good. It was like just enough spice where it wasn't like too much like there's a well-known mexican chipotle-esque restaurant here in town called salsa grill and their queso everyone raves about but it just is like no flavor it's just straight cheese why don't you take me to salsa grill because that would require you coming to fort wayne i visited you and there's other places more high on my list to take you took me to a mexican restaurant when i visited you that queso is, is decent at that place. I didn't try the queso. I don't try to kill myself with a heart attack every time I go out to eat. I'll take you to Salsa Grill next time. You know who has great queso? Moe's. No. I'd have to say Quidoba is way better. I would agree. Quidoba is also way better than Chipotle. And Moe's. <laughs> Uh, I guess it depends on what you get at Qdoba because they have like three different types of queso, and some of them just, are awesome. Just original, some are just okay. Just original. The original's pretty good. Stephen and I are going to have a queso off this winter. No, we're not doing that anymore because I don't want to go and eat Chipotle's queso again. We're only doing it if we cannot eat Chipotle. No, this is happening. We are going to have a queso off of all quesos in Indianapolis. So if there's any listeners out there who are local Indianapolis, 
think that's what they call themselves. Feel free to drop some comments on this episode with your uh, recommendations. You know what? Now that we're drinking and we're getting a little bit loose, I just want to bring up last week's episode where we talked about the iPhone X and the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus. One thing we didn't talk about was the Animoji where like you can see the emoji on your face and it takes the expressions you're making and it makes the emoji make them. I just want to do this podcast from here on out with you where we're just the uh, the poops. Each Both of us are poops looking at each other talking. I, I love that that small portion of the entire Apple keynote was the butt of so many parody jokes on the iPhone launch. I don't understand why, because as soon as people start using that, they are going to absolutely love it because it's just fun. It looks so fun. I was listening to other podcasts where uh, people who were there at the thing, they got to like go and test it. Um, and they just said every single person who tested it was just like laughing with joy while they were testing it because it's just so funny to them. And, you know, it's going to have that effect right away where you laugh with joy and you think it's hilarious and the greatest thing ever. And that'll die off. But, I mean, I just want to try it so bad. Well, all Apple did was say, hey, I see all these fun things that Snapchat and Instagram are doing. Let's do it way better with really good tech. That's what Apple always does, buddy. I know. Oh, dude, I saw this terrible post in, uh, let's just say I was in a Facebook group and I saw somebody posting and they basically just went on a rant complaining that Apple makes the worst products and they can't keep up with Windows and or Microsoft and Google and Samsung. And they said that they were going to switch from Apple, like Macs and iPhones, to uh, Android and Windows. And... Uh, it's basically like this giant rant just to get other people to comment and be like, oh, I'm right there with you, or oh, I'm against you. No way. I just hate when people do stuff like that because you know they're just doing it to try to boost their interactions on the thing and like get people to notice them, and it's just the worst, most terrible way to get noticed is complaining and shitbagging something else. Steve says as he complains and shitbags these people who do this thing. Do we do we need to add to our weekly thing? We already have Steve's Instagram rant of the week. Do we need to add Steve's Facebook rant of the week too? Oh, dude, I added a legitimate topic about uh, flashes and uh, TTL versus manual, and that is also from another Facebook thing. <laughs> oh, here we go. So it all comes full circle. Yeah. I mean, we have a topic before that, though, that I feel like is more important and won't take five seconds to get through. So uh, would you rather talk about that or talk about flashes? Um, Let's talk. Let's first talk. I mean, okay. do you and Jen do many weddings out of state? I know we've talked a little bit about travel in previous episodes, but we do weddings in Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, and most of our weddings are in Indiana. But we do do weddings out of state. We do engagement shoots out of state more, uh, more far, farther, further out there than we do weddings out of state typically. Like we've done engagement shoots in like New Jersey and Denver and stuff like that. So okay, well, engagement sessions don't count. How but those are more? Fun. How do you guys handle locations, specifically locations that you've not been to uh, for weddings? What do you mean? Like, do you scout them ahead of time? Do you do the old check it out on Google Maps and just, like, try to guess what the sun's going to be doing that time of day? 
do you go the morning of and check everything out or do you just do the old we're professionals we've been doing this for 10 years let's just wing it uh if we're concerned we'll typically jump on one of the shoot and share sites and ask people who live in the area uh if they've been to that park or that place before and if they have any recommendations Mm, that's an interesting idea i never thought of that the reason i ask uh about the location question is because um we were shooting a wedding in Cleveland this weekend, and I have never photographed a wedding in Cleveland. And so I was unfamiliar with any of the the spots, so to speak. Um, and when the bride had, had pitched me one location, I had done a ton of research, had it all kind of mapped out in my mind. And then we got to the location, killed it, did a bunch of awesome photos, and then the bride was like, do we have time to go to a second location? And just kind of dropped a second location on me. And Oh, so this is why you put in the show notes, how do you handle multiple locations on a wedding day out of state as opposed to what you posed to me in the question as just one location? Correct. Pretty tricky. Trixie like little to, hobbit. I like, I like to keep you on your toes, Steve. So yeah, so anyways, so we, uh, and it wasn't like, hey, can we go to this other park? It was more like, hey, can we go back to the university where we met, fell in love, got engaged, all of these super important things to them that I was like, absolutely, we need to do that. That should have been where we went in the first place. Oh, so you weren't like, hey, when I said in the questionnaire, where would you like to have the photos taken at? And you didn't say that? that didn't play into like your response at all. You weren't like, since you didn't suggest this ahead of time, we don't have time. Well, the location, the location we did discuss the one we were at, which is right there on Lake Erie, which was right by the Cleveland sign, which was Ooh, great. I saw that photo of you and Corinne on the Cleveland sign. Yeah. Corinne was and like sitting like a normal person and you were kind of like laying over yeah. it all sexy. Like <laughs> I looked so, did you follow it off topic now, but did you follow the Insta stories that Corinne was shooting? No, I was too busy shooting two weddings. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I was worried you were going to like take a screenshot and post it on the. Oh, on the, the no. Did Corinne download them? Tell her to send them to me privately. No, she doesn't have that knowledge. No. <clears throat> yeah, I was I was laying next to a pond Go photographing on. the bride and groom on a park bench up into a weeping willow oh, to get yeah. that sort of like wide dramatic shot. And mm-hmm. I didn't really take into account what I looked like creating Ooh, this photo. Tell me more, baby. And I looked like I was like, curled up in the fetal position trying not to fall into the pond oh yeah so sexy <laughs> and the photo corinne took makes me look like this little mini beached whale on the side of the pond well that's not nice <laughs> but it was it was humorous to some i'm sure i thought it was going to be super sexy and then you're like beached whale that's where i was going with it so misleading so anyways, back to my story. How did you handle um, the multiple locations? You make it happen? I'm, I mean, I'm a professional, so I can make anything look good, I'm convinced. But I had 
you know, being that if it was a college campus and not having a clue, you know, which buildings look cool or, you know, what's going on. You know, there happened to be like a festival going on at the college that that weekend. So parking was a nightmare. What sort of festival? I'm, I'm not sure what type of festival, but there was a like in the area that we initially went to there was like a chalk walk so like imagine a bride in a white dress trying to walk and all of the surface is covered in chalk like i am one million times more interested in this story about the festival than i am about the multiple locations right now i'm just going to tell you that how did the bride (laughs) navigate the chalk walk so the groom and i would or my wife depending on who was scouting ahead would actually hold her dress up mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't drag on the ground, and then we would wipe her shoes off before nice. we actually started taking pictures. Did you ever come upon uh, something in the chalk walk where somebody had done like some optical illusion art where it looked like, oh no, if I take another step, I'm going to fall into a cavern that falls into infinity and I'll die forever and ever? No, but part of me wanted oh, to... try and talk the bride and groom into laying on the chalk walk and photograph like straight down on them. Oh gosh, you love those straight down shots, don't you, buddy? I know, and I did one. I did one on on Saturday. I would actually every time I do it now, I think of you and how much you hate those shots. I would actually love to see somebody do a an entire wedding straight down shots. (laughs) Uh, like 2D Mario like sort of vibe to the entire wedding. That would be fantastic. Hey, Utterly Mario. fantastic. A Mario vibe. What do you mean? Um, actually, I'm going to stop talking about this. This is a great idea. I'm going to use this for my next styled shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have the uh, groom dress up uh, like a plumber wearing red. He's got to be a little schlubby, a little fat. I'm uh, going to have a beautiful bride who's dressed up like Princess Peach. She's going to be fantastic looking in a pink dress wearing that uh, crown on her head. Because Princess Peach wears a full crown, not a tiara. Did you know that, Dustin? Um, I did not know that, Stephen. Uh, probably have Yoshi officiating, right? And uh, maybe like halfway through, Yoshi says something like, does anyone object? And like Bowser's like, boop, 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 like raising his hand and jumping. And he throws like a turtle shell or something at him. Spits a fireball, you know, whatevs. And then Yoshi eats peach and she's an egg. Oh, man. you Have you ever played Mario? No. Yoshi eats peach and she's an egg? So far off canon. Oh, Toad should be officiating, not Yoshi. It's like I'm skipping over the obvious here. Jeez, I'm that's, an idiot. That's what I thought. I thought, man, I'm just going to let him dig his own grave here. <laughs> You did not think that at all. <laughs> I know you know the characters, though, because I played Super Smash Brothers with you. Uh, but that's like its own game right there. That's not really inside the Mario universe. That is 100% inside the Mario universe. It's a Mario Just, universe game with all Mario characters. Okay, not yeah, all Mario characters, it, all Nintendo not, characters. There's also, I would be like saying it's also in the Pokemon universe because Pokemon are in that game. Yeah. That'd be awesome if there was like a Pokemon game where you could catch Mario's and Toads and Peaches. <laughs> now that we really have diverged from the topic at hand, um, have you guys ever had to deal with that where you're like shooting a wedding 
in a area you are unfamiliar with and the bride drops a, hey, do you guys mind if we like go to this place that's like 30 minutes away? And she's like, oops, pow, surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, we've never had to deal with that for a wedding that was out of state. Um, we've had brides and bring up stuff like that. And we just calmly tell them like, if you do that, we're going to miss out on this or we're going to be late for that. Or you won't get as many pictures as you want. And if they're okay with that, we're okay with that. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what I had to tell them. I was like talking to the mic. I was like, you will not go to your cocktail hour like you originally planned on doing. Are you cool with that? And they're like, yeah, that's that's cool. I think it means, and I, I was like, I think it would mean more to get the photos there on your wedding day than for you to brush shoulders with your guest and enjoy your cocktail hour. But that's just my personal. Why do you hate the guests, Dustin? I don't know. They just, there's like always seems like on a wedding day, what did the it's me versus you? them. It's me versus them. <laughs> it's like at this some point one, in time, were you like doing photography at a wedding and like one of the guests or all of the guests just like shut you down, boxed you out, <laughs> destroyed everything you were trying to do that day? It, it does kind of feel like this sort of me versus them. Did the guests I'm going kill to your war, mother? I'm going to war against them sort of feeling. Because they killed your mother. We do work with some DJs now that actually are very kind and they'll say something like when like the cake cutting, for example, happens, they'll say, you know, hey, come on up for the cake cutting, yada, yada, you know, bring your cameras and camcorders and snapgrams and but snapograms, make, make sure you leave room for the professional photographers. Dustin and Corinne are really amazing but they need to be able to see the bride and groom in order to be really amazing. Uh, we have DJs typically say something along the lines of, feel free to come forward to get pictures of the cake cutting. Just make sure you stand behind the photographers. I feel like that's a oh, that's... common thing that happens at every wedding. I'm surprised that you're talking about this like it's a new thing for you. All right, Steve, let's talk about your flash TTL versus manual debate. It was just a thing I saw on the the good old Facebooks, because that's Steve, always on that social media, laying it up. And you can light Steve up at Steven Van Elk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't know. I don't know what my name username is on Facebook. Whatever, dude. Yeah, I was on Facebook there was a guy posting on one of his things and he said all of his photos with his flash were overexposed and he posted a few pictures and the pictures that he posted looked like they were correctly exposed. Um, and he said, I know they look correctly exposed, but that's just the iPhone. And I was personally like, um, your iPhone would still show things that are blowing out as being white. They wouldn't have color. So I know it's correctly exposed, but that's a different topic. Um, Anyway, he was shooting with his flash in TTL mode, and he was asking for people how he should change his camera settings to get the pictures correct. And um, there's nothing wrong with shooting in TTL. Uh, that's through the lens. It's like an automatic flash setting, so your flash looks basically through your camera lens kind of and decides how much power to put into the flash when it flashes stuff. There's nothing wrong with using that setting, but this is what I would say, switch to manual as soon as you can because 
when you're shooting manual, you control everything. And so if something's overexposed, you know it's something that you did. And so you can be the one who changes it. And you are always in control. That's all I wanted to say, Dustin. Do you have any thoughts on uh, shooting in auto versus shooting in manual? Um, No, not really. I've never shot in TTL, so I know very little about it. We we had a uh, we had off camera uh, pocket wizards and they were supposed to be in or maybe it was a pocket wizard competitor and they were supposed to be you're supposed to put your flashes in ETTL mode when they're on the um, pocket wizards or whatever and that is why we ultimately ended up changing to the Yong Nuo receivers because those you're supposed to put your flashes in manual and we kept finding out that uh, when the flashes were on those pocket wizard things and they was in ETTL, it would just overexpose all the time and you could never know exactly how much power the flash was going to have and how much uh, light it was going to put out. Hmm. You like those Yangano Ninos? Uh, I love them. Um, the actual like receiver transmitter things are great. The flashes from them are cheap and plastic and break easily. Um, but I mean, they look almost exactly the same. I mean, the flash, like as far as what it's putting out looks almost exactly the same to like Canon's own flashes. So from that perspective, it's great if you don't have a lot of money and you can be super careful with it and not break it. The first time we set up one of the young newer ones at a wedding we were shooting, one of the guests knocked the, uh, light stand over, broke the door off of it. And uh, we've had many cannon flashes get knocked over and not break. So it's just, uh, they're just not as durable. How do you spell that, Steve? Y-A- Y-O-N-G-N-U-O. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but uh, it's a pretty great company. Their flashes, you get like two to three of their flashes for the price of one cannon or Nikon flash. Hmm. I'll have to look into these. We were having a lot of issues this weekend with... Uh, we're we're kind of like traditionalists, so um, as Steve referred to me in the last episode as an extravagantalist, um, I like my name. description of your character. <laughs> I like my name brand stuff, and uh, so we've always subscribed to Pocket Wizards, which are the sort of original... Pocket Wizards st- and Young Nuo are just as name brand as each other, like the... <laughs> Neither one of them has any name brand quality to it that's greater than the other. If you're talking about name brand, you should be sticking with like Nikon or Canon or whatever. Um. So anyway, we always subscribe to Pocket Wizards because that's what every photographer I ever worked for back in high school used. That's what everyone in college used. And Have you ever shot a wedding in a venue where there's like more than one uh, wedding going on at the same time? Nope. You've never had that happen? Like you're in like a convention center and there's like three different oh, rooms and there's a wedding in like each room? like a reception. I think you meant uh, like yeah. a ceremony. No, not ceremony. I don't use flash at ceremony. It's just at reception. So. Yeah. I, but off camera flash. Well, trying to think now. You got me, my, my mind thinking here, Stephen. I mean, um, it can happen with no matter what uh, gear you're using. You can always be using the same wireless uh, transmitters as somebody else, and they can be triggering your flashes. 
that was a common problem we ran into though with the pocket wizards when we were shooting in convention centers and there's another wedding going on the other photographer was also using a pocket wizard and the next thing we know our flashes would just be firing when we're not shooting hmm and then when we'd go to shoot like maybe he'd fire a split second before we did and the flash hadn't like reset to be able to fire again yet you know so it was just mm -hmm. uh it wasn't like super frustrating, but it was frustrating enough that it made us want to switch to something else because pocket wizards were so popular. Interesting. Also, pocket wizards are expensive and the Yong Nuo things are very cheap. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing. It's I've always subscribed to the pocket wizard mentality because I feel like you get what you pay for, but... I don't know. Pocket Wizard just, it's been letting me down this year. Yeah, because you get what you pay for, and you paid for a piece of shit. I paid for <laughs> a very expensive piece of shit. Very, very expensive. So I might have to pick up some of these Yangundos. Yana, Yana Gunda Gando. Just be careful. The transmitters receivers are great. They seem very durable. But the actual flashes themselves seem kind of cheap. I've got plenty of flashes. I don't need any flashes. Just the transmitters. Just the transmitters. <clears throat> Anyways, okay. I divert. I digress. What else? What else did you uh, want to chit chatter? Chitter chatter about Dustin. Everybody's favorite segment of our podcast is when you talk about things you invested on on Kickstarter. So. Do you have anything you want to tell us about, buddy? Um, sure. What, what? Let's see. I've talked about the the Gear Eye, which is the ultimate gear management system. Hopefully, I'll get that this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I've talked about the Loop, which. <laughs> which I'm hoping to get this year as well. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know that one, that one's kind of I don't know. I feel Steve. Steve thinks it's a POS. The loop. Yeah, because it's a product made for people who don't have smartphones or tablets. Ooh, you no, can see your digital photos in this tiny digital thing. You're missing the whole premise of it, though. Like, I've imagine seen digital. No, no. No, Steven, Steven. I've seen digital just, frames that are the what, size no, of like 24 by 24 canvases and they look better than that loop thing that you had. No, People can Steven, mount them on their wall. It'll walk play through a bunch of photos. Second. Imagine being able to give this frame to your in-laws or to your parents and then imagine you're able to set up a different channels through their iPhone app. And then you can throw different photos of like, say you have a Nora channel or an Ian channel or a Jen channel or a family channel, all curated through this app. And then through that, the app translates to your parents' loop. And then like a little vintage TV, they have a knob on there. And mm -hmm. they can cycle through these channels. And then it's like a, you know, ever-changing curated gallery based on what you submit and then the best part is is you can you can okay steve's board it's a terrible product and you know it is 
I don't know. I think it has its place in the market. I mean, do I think it's a practical product? No. How much did you but spend on is, it again? Uh, 150 per loop? Something like that. It's a terrible product that is terribly overpriced. Um, I did think it was funny. So they were supposed to be shipped by the end of August. And obviously that didn't happen. And so a couple of days ago, the or yes, yesterday, no, I think it was Friday, the CEO of the company did like a Facebook Live to kind of like say where they were Coming on at everything. you live on Facebook. It's Dustin at DJD McIntyre. I like how he compared Apple not being able to ship the Apple earbuds for like a few months because there were a couple issues Apple needed to work out on those as like a example of why they haven't been able to ship this thing out for like a year. Look, there's this very successful company called Apple. They have failed before. So right, our company, which is not like. successful at all, and this is our first product, you should bear with us while we fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not how it works because Apple is a company that, you know, had tons of products out. They had billions of dollars in the bank that they could have, you know, just refunded everybody's money. All right. So let's talk about Dustin. Let's talk about something Dustin's ordered on Kickstarter and he's received. Oh, you're going to talk about the Zungles? I am going to talk about the Zungles. But can we all just uh, take a second to pick our jaws up off the ground? Because something from Kickstarter actually made its way to somebody. Let's not get too excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was this viral video going around on Facebook. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good viral video. Mm. And for those of you who do not know what Zungles are, take this time to close out of whatever work you're doing at your day job and Google Zungle Panthers. Um, they are a pair of sunglasses that uses a new form of technology called bone vibration, I believe it's called, or bone reduction, something. Where bone essentially what conduction. it does... Conduction. Conduction, there you go. You don't even know the first thing about this product that you own. How do I know more about it than you? Uh, because you have way more time on your hands, Steve. And because I own the product, so part of my brain is now jelly. Yeah, that is true. That is what I exactly what I told you would happen when you told me you're buying this terrible thing. So essentially, the it's kind of false advertising, I think. But what they they claim is that it uses a vibration speaker behind your ear to amplify the sound so that there isn't actually any physical sound, or at least that's what they lead you to believe. Um, but in fact, there is, it's still playing sound through the sunglasses. Um, and being that you have to, the vibration conduction only works on people with a certain skull shape um, for like normal wear. You have to crank the volume up so loud on the, sunglasses that anyone around you can hear the music too so it kind of is really worthless yeah i've actually heard a good use case for them though dustin oh, i really? know this is gonna blow your mind steve van elk isn't totally crapping all over that thing you bought on kickstarter uh the what? use case i've heard for them that people say is a really good use case is bike riding well 
I assume that was like the primary reason they were designed, being that the video commercial that they're. I never in watched is, that. I just oh. heard you describe what it was, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to vibrate your brain into a jello." Yeah, the uh, opening commercial for it is a guy getting out of bed, putting them on, and then biking to work or biking somewhere. Also, it'd be good for jogging. Just anything where you're on the road and you need to be able to hear cars while you're being active. Yep. See, I'm never active, so it's not really a big deal for me. <laughs> you could wear them while you're uh, doing weddings, right? That way you can I... listen, listen to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast while you're shooting a wedding. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The best hangover here is taken while you're getting drunk, right? That's how it works. I thought they would be cool to wear because I travel a lot, and I thought it would be fun to wear them at like the airport or on the airplane and not look like a total D-bag with headphones in. With your giant you know, like, noise-canceling headphones that exactly. make you look like a rock star? I'm sorry, why don't you want to look like a rock star again? Uh because I like to be an internal rock star who can be like, I'm secretly rocking out with sunglasses on. Your noise-canceling no headphones knows. are possibly the coolest thing about you. <laughs> Steve, you're just mad because you don't have some. I am mad. I do need to buy some. Next time I fly in a plane, if I don't have noise-canceling headphones in advance, I'm going to be so upset. Oh, dude. I tell you, uh, Jen and I are doing a destination wedding next year in the Dominican Republic. Is the Dominican still here? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's we didn't book like a rando. It's Jen's sister is getting married, and we're gonna do the uh, photos for the ceremony and portraits and everything like that. Does she need videography? No. <laughs> that was the quickest response to that. She is uh she's on a very tight budget. She's not hiring anybody. Um we're technically not getting paid to do it, so we're just doing it out of the Wait. kindness of our hearts because it's Jen's sister and we're gonna be there anyway. And I don't know what to do in a wedding anymore if I'm not shooting. My older sister got married like a, a year and a half ago, two years ago. I had to sit through the entire wedding while another photographer was photographing it because Jen and I talked and we decided we wanted to be like present and we wanted to be guests at this wedding and we didn't want to shoot it. And we both agreed afterwards that was the biggest mistake we ever made because it was like, it's not fun to just sit at a wedding and be a guest. We want to shoot the weddings. Like that is fun. I don't know though. I think it depends. Um, well, I don't know. So I, I was a guest at, I was in, I was a groomsman in two weddings uh, last year. And between those two weddings, one of which was super picturesque. And I was just like Jones in to take pictures the entire day. I felt like a crack addict. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um and then on the other end... Did you get that iPhone, iPhone out and maybe like a Big Mac container and uh, just take some photos? Some real quick uh, portraits, a uh, no, flashlight, Big Mac container, and your iPhone? I brought my camera. I brought my camera because I But did you bring a Big Mac? No, no, no Big Mac, Stephen. That was a mistake. <laughs> and then my other buddy got married, and uh, his wedding, I had... 
like zero interest in taking pictures. You were like, oh gosh, I don't want to remember this one. Well, the only downside to that wedding was I went alone and I didn't know anyone there. Where was your wife? Where's your daughter? uh, We could only afford for her to come to one, like not afford as in monetarily afford as in time off work. And so we had to choose which friend she would be able to take enough time off work to go to that wedding. And you chose the picturesque one. Correct. That was the friend that she she felt that she was closest to. But um, yeah, so I mean, anyways, going back, I kind of wanted to photograph the one, but still be able to enjoy the wedding with my friend. And then the other one, I kind of was glad I wasn't responsible for photographing but I didn't have a very great time at the end of the day either. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I don't know where you're going with it either. I kind of forgot. We got off on some tangents. Those tangents were really cool. I was having a lot of fun. And then you were like, let's be serious again. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, let me talk about those zungles though. Huh? (laughs) Waste of money. Don't buy them. Zungle in the jungle. Don't buy them. Don't buy them. They're terrible. I'm assuming it's one of those where it's a proof of concept product. They got it out, made some cash, and now they're going to come out with a second version that actually will be good. But we'll see. Dustin, I got to go. We got to wrap this up right now. Real fast. We're done. All righty. Steve, where can uh, people go to find out some more information about this uh, beautiful podcast? You can find us on Instagram at at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can also find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore wait for it McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot, another wedding. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we got to get cut things short a little bit tonight, guys. Um, so we'll go ahead and announce the winner for the uh, iTunes review challenge. After Amazon people have card. had a chance to listen to the episode and actually submit reviews because we're recording exactly. this like a day after the episode dropped. Exactly. So want to give you guys some chances to get in there and win. And uh, yeah, we will have a good time next week. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the ride with us. And we're not going to plug the contest because we will probably be picking a winner like a day after this episode drops. So if you hear this episode and you think to yourself, I should submit a five-star review you should still go ahead and do that because we need those five-star reviews, but you're probably not going to be able to win because you'll be too late. Unless you do it now. Now. Go. Right, right this right this minute. All right. My daughter is crying. I need to get upstairs and uh, get her back to bed before she wakes up my son because my wife is gone and I'm all alone for the next two days. And that's the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Have a great night, guys. See you later, Dustin.